who's, de- who's dealing with a physical element in your body right now? Can you just raise your hand real quick, no matter what it is, okay? No matter what it is. Awesome. Just keep your hand raised. All right. So right now in Jesus' name, come on, church, just pray with me. I just felt this very strongly this morning as I was praying. If you're dealing with something physically right now, God wants to touch you. So right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, I just declare healing over your body. Because greater is he who's in this world, God, than he that anything, Father. You are the greatest, Lord, and you can heal. So right now, in Jesus' name, on earth as it is in heaven, we declare healing over your body. From your sicknesses, God, that no one can see on the inside, Father. I just I just kept hearing this, this word, the pancreas, Father, in Jesus' name. God, on pancreatitis, God, anything dealing with the pancreas, with your kidney right now, Father, in Jesus' name, in rotator cuffs. God, right now, Lord, uh, the, the left side of your neck, I feel, Lord, in Jesus' name, Lord, left side of your neck. God, let it be healed right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we declare healing over your body right now. Declare healing over your body right now in Jesus' name. All cancer has to bow its name to the name of Jesus Christ. Any cancerous cell right now in your body has got to dissipate and dissolve and be destroyed right now. In Jesus' name. Ah, amen. Amen. Left inside knee. Anybody doing the left inside knee? Good. One, two, three. I'm just not guessing here, okay? <laughs> Let's see here. No, no one's speaking into my ear except for Jesus, Okay. Left inside knee. Father, right now in Jesus' name, I pray for that left outside knee. If you're around that person with their hands raised, just uh, keep your hands raised real quick. If that's you, just, just put your hand right there on them if you're, if you're there right next to them. If you're there right next, put your hand on them right now. And this is what we're gonna do. We're not gonna beg God, we're gonna declare God because the battle's already ours. Victory is ours, Father. And so right now we declare healing over your left knee right now in Jesus' name. We declare healing over your left knee, the inside of that right now. God, this meniscus tear, Lord, whatever it might be, in Jesus' name, let it be clear, let it be, let it be uh, uh, completely restored right now. You are a creative God, and you do creative miracles. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is, is that okay if I keep going? I'm going to. Okay, so just want to make sure you agree with me in faith. Uh, kept hearing heart palpitations. Anything going on with your heart? Anything going on with your heart? Yeah, right there. All right, three, thank you. Anybody else? Heart? Dealing with the heart issue? Come on, thank you so much. Just keep your hands raised. Good, thank you. Uh, Raise your hand real quick. If you're by them, put your hand on them right now. In Jesus' name, we're gonna agree together by faith that they are completely healed. Right now, in Jesus' name, complete heal, restoration right now. The blockage in your heart has got to dissipate right now in Jesus' name. It's got to go. As Dr. Nichols says, pain go down the drain right now in Jesus' name. Healing in your heart right now. Healing in your heart right now. Healing in your heart right now. Healing on the left side. I just feel like in the left side of your heart. I don't know what that means, but just something going on on the left side this morning maybe. Uh, Jesus' name. Healing in your heart right now where it causes chest pain. It causes chest uh, um, um, tightness right now, hard, hard to breathe. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, be healed, be healed, be healed, be healed. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Say this with me. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Come one more time with me. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Look, why do we gather together as a church anyway? Just so we can hear a good time of worship, which by the way was powerful this morning. Thank you to Kim and to everybody who led this morning. Um, just to hear a message. Praise God, I'm glad I get to preach, hallelujah. But we come to meet Jesus. No, that's not good enough. We come to meet Jesus. Either we're going to meet him or we're not going to meet him, right? And let me tell you, he's been preparing for you for today. <laughs> the, the Bible says that he's interceding for you, that he's at the right hand of the Father praying for you right now in Jesus' name. Look, if we can't get healed because Jesus praying, there's a problem, Right? There's a problem. Let's align ourselves with what the Word of God says, and let's begin to declare that over ourselves. Let's align ourselves with what He says about us. <laughs> we have to. We got to. Jesus is praying for you. Do you think He doesn't want you to be healed? No, look, He is here to deliver you. About six weeks ago, I had a dream. And in this dream, I was up here preaching like this. 
And I said, everyone who is tired and who is heavy burdened, come to Jesus because he will give you rest. He will give you rest. Who just feels tired and heavy burdened? Come on, it's just weighing on you. It's just weighing on you. It's just weighing on you. Life in general is just weighing on you. It's just weighing on you. It's just weighing on you. Oh, come on, come on. Come on, somebody. Let's just take about 30 seconds right now just to lift up our hands. Let's just lift up our hands. Come on, let's just lift up our hands and let's just worship him right now. Let's just worship him right now. Worship gives wings to the weary warriors. Worship gives wings to the weary warriors. Come on, with your voices out loud, let's just begin to give him praise. Come on, with your, come on. For those of you who, this isn't new to you, now I'm relying on you now to stir the atmosphere. Stir it up right now. Come on. If this isn't new to you, just lift up your voice right now. Worship gives wings to the weary warriors. Come on, let's stir the atmosphere. The angels are here. There's angelic visitations happening right now to minister to you. Right now, in Jesus' name, I can see it all over the place. I can see it all over the place. Come on, worship. Worship the King of Kings. Jesus, you are worthy. Jesus, you are worthy. Jesus, you are worthy. You are worthy, Lord. You are worthy, Lord. You are worthy, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 I can feel Jesus in this place. Come on. Lord, we praise you. Lord, we praise you. Lord, we praise you. Lord, we praise you. You might not be accustomed to this. This not be the style of church that maybe some of you might be used to going to. But our mission here is to host the presence of God. That's it. Whatever God wants to do, he's gonna do. Trust me, I have an agenda. I've been studying. We're gonna continue on in the word here in just a moment. But what, what is better than hearing from Jesus the word than hearing somebody preach about the word? Holy Spirit, thou art welcome in this place. Holy Spirit, thou art welcome in this place. Omnipotent Father of mercy and grace, you are welcome in this place. Come on, let's sing it again. Holy Spirit, thou art welcome in this place. Holy Spirit, thou art welcome in this place. Amen. Father 
of mercy and grace. You are welcome in this place. Can you feel them? I feel like I have a word for you. But man, I just feel like we gotta worship just a little bit longer. Come on, let's just worship him with our own words. Jesus. 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 There's just something about that name. Master and Savior. Master, Savior, Jesus. Like the fragrance after the rain. Come on, these are just old songs. Come on. Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, let all heaven and earth proclaim. Kings and kingdoms will all pass away, but there's something about that name. I hear the Lord saying this morning that he is birthing our church into revival. I hear the Lord saying this morning that he is birthing our church into evangelism movement where we will win the lost, where we will make disciples, And we will partner with the kingdom of heaven to move forward his kingdom, to advance his agenda in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. As I was just up here worshiping, I got this picture in my mind of feet that were full of fire. And I just want to pray right now, if there's anybody in this house who says, you know what, pastor, I want to be somebody who wins the lost. I want to be somebody who wins the loss. God right now is delivering the gift of evangelism to people across this, across this world and across this country, but especially right now, right here in this church, in this body right now. So if that's you and God is giving you just a gift, just a heart to reach out right now and win the loss, I want you to stand real quick. I want you to stand real quick. Good. There's one, there's two, there's three. Good. All over the place. Come on. 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 Fire. Right now, fire, come on, just say that with me, fire, fire, come on, just say it, just say it over yourself, fire right now, fire, Holy Spirit, fire right now, fire, fire on your feet to go and blaze the trail, fire right now in Jesus' name, fire, fire, fire right now, hey, Jesus, you will no longer be the same, you will have courage as a lion. You will be bold like a lion to go into the uncharted territories and win the loss. You will walk into places where you do not belong and you will change and shift the atmosphere because the kingdom of God is on top of you. He is in you and he is all over you. You are a history maker. You are a world changer. You are somebody who is called to advance the kingdom of God. No more sitting on the sideline. It's time to get on the field and start stepping right now in Jesus' name. You are anointed. You are blessed. You are highly favored. (laughs) Hallelujah. For he's anointed me. As the scripture said, as Jesus was prophesying about himself, and as it said in Isaiah, to bind up the brokenhearted, to heal the sick, to release those who are imprisoned by the enemy, by the demons that come and try to rot our lives away 
and steal, kill, and destroy. You're anointed right now to set the captives free. That is who you are. <laughs> you will walk in to psychic readings and you will prophesy and the kingdom of God will come. Jesus' name. You will go into places where we thought Jesus would never show up there. But let me tell you, friends, he's there. And he wants you to walk with him in there. Right now, do not be afraid, for I am with you, says the Lord. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. My rod and my staff, they comfort you. They are with you. <laughs> Jesus' name. Mario, you want something to say? Oh, the good feed store. Hallelujah. Bless you. <laughs> Come on, somebody, give it up for Jesus. Hallelujah. All right, you guys can be seated. Isn't he good? So listen, don't apologize for any of that business. Here's why. An elderly woman had just returned to her home for an evening of religious services when she was startled by an intruder. As she caught the man in the act of robbing her, some of its valuables, her humble valuables, she yelled, stop, Acts 238, which is turn from your sins. The burglar stopped dead in his tracks. The woman calmly called the police and explained what she had done. As the officer cuffed the man to take him in, he asked the burglar, why did you just stand there? All she did was yell a scripture to you. Scripture, he replied. She said she had an ax in 238s. <laughs> From the fire of God on you to Acts 238. <laughs> so we've been talking about living victoriously for the last several weeks. How to be and how to live in your victory. How many of you guys believe you're victorious? Amen. The first week was Easter, and we talked about the finished works of Christ. It is finished. Amen. The second week, which was last week, we talked about what it meant to discover your identity. I want to encourage you to go to our Facebook page, our YouTube page every week. We're going to have a follow-up short message, in, uh, which is my personal YouTube page and also um, my uh, personal podcast so you can subscribe to it and get updates and all those kinds of great little things here. But I'm going to talk about these things. This week I'm going to talk about, um, is it a demon or is it me? Talking about what it means to live victorious. You know, so many people want to blame the devil for what's going on in your life when really you just need to be self-disciplined. It's too easy to blame the devil, to blame the devil for things going on in your life when really you have the spirit of self-control inside of you. It's a fruit of the spirit. No, no. Did you, you guys understand that? I just want to make sure I'm in the right church. Like, like it is so true because all of us want to go, you, you, it's everyone else's fault. No, really, it's because the book of James says you're a drug away and enticed by your own sinful nature, by your own sinful desires. <laughs> what we need to do is learn to submit those sinful desires and allow him to eradicate those from our lives. But sometimes there is demonic work in your life. It happens. I'm getting way off topic now. Today, I want to talk to you about the true barometer. Is it your feelings or is it faith? So what's a barometer? A barometer is an instrument for determining the pressure of the atmosphere and hence for assisting in forecasting weather and for determining altitude. What a great definition for how to define our lives when we're walking with God, when we're walking victorious with him. So let's make this declaration together. Be on the back wall. Here's, here's what it says. I am not who my past says I am. I am who God says I am. Let's say it one more time because I know it just showed up. I am not who my past says I am. I am who God says I am. How many believe that? You are not defined by your past. You are defined by who he is and by what he says about you. Unfortunately, a lot of the times for a lot of believers is we love to dwell on the past because it gets us some kind of feel good within us. 
Well, look at all the things and all these things that I've done. Look, I'm, I'm for remembering the past, but don't allow that past as you remember what you came out of. Don't allow that past to define your now and define who you are in him. I've never understood this. Of course, I've never had to go, I've never had to go through uh, AA or anything like that. So bless you if you have. I've never understood why people still say after 40 Jesus? <laughs> just leave it just leave it up, man. I put it like that on purpose. <laughs> I've never understood when people say I'm a recovering addict after 40 years. I've never understood that. And I'm sure there's reasons for that, and I'm not dogging that, but what I'm, what, I'm, what I'm trying to convey is, is that you are not just the recovered addict. You are set free. You are the one who is living in victory right now because of Christ, because of what he did. You see, Jesus didn't just go to the cross for our sins. He went to the cross as us, as our sins. Amen? The same addiction, the same thing that you might identify as, that is nailed to the cross no longer for you to carry anymore. Amen? I am not who my past says I am. I am who God says I am. See, in your daily walk with God, there are still times when you experience sinful stirrings and the other effects of the flesh. Amen? The enemy's still out there. He's still out there to get you tripped up. He's still out there to get you to a place where, where you can feel less been a believer. And you know, what's happening in today's world, I believe that the next current pandemic, if you will, is not going to be a sickness. I believe it's going to be a sickness of mental health. It's a sickness of the mind. Where we start believing the lies of the enemy so much that we don't know what's happening. And I'm not talking about sexual identity. I'm talking about, I'm talking about believers standing in their place as the word of God, where the enemy comes and whispers to your ear and makes you live like you're less than what God has called you to be. It's the reason why that I'm talking about this because I'm preparing you for what's to come. Look, I've watched the film. I've seen the game highlights. I know what the enemy tactics are gonna happen. I know what's about to take place. And so let me encourage you. Transform your, the renew, renew your mind. Transform it by the reading of the word and getting into God's presence. Let that sucker get renewed because the battle is gonna be here. It's not gonna necessarily be here. See, we talked about the schemes of the enemy. And one of those schemes last week, one of those schemes is to convince you in those moments that you are what you feel. That you are what you feel. You are what you experience. But friends, that cannot be further from the truth, amen? In today's world, we are led by our feelings. And those feelings determine the outcome of our life. And we can claim all day long that our feelings are the truth. See, we value our experience more than what the word of God says. Then we question why our world is doing the things the way they are doing the things. It's because we value our experience. We value the way we feel more than we value what the word says. And we need to get back to the word of God to determine the standard, the canon, the, 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 this is the rule. This is the standard of my platform, of my life. It is the foundation of who Christ is in me, is the word of God. See, truth has become what we feel. The lines of truth have been erased. Truth has lost its absolutes. Amen? Truth has lost its bottom lines. Have you heard this before? Well, my truth is. Have you heard that before? My truth is different than your truth. Look, I understand what they're saying when they say that, but the reality is this. Despite your experience, despite how you feel, the truth is the truth. Okay? It is the word of God. It's our standard. It's what we live in and for and through. See, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7 says, we walk by faith and not by sight. Faith doesn't deny a problem exists. It just denies its influence. 
Let me say that again. Faith doesn't deny your feeling doesn't exist. Faith doesn't deny that how you feel doesn't exist. It just denies it, its influence in your life. Faith acknowledges the problem, but it compares it to what God's word says. Because God's word will outlast every reality we may have that we see in the present moment. It's gonna outlast. It's already been tested. It's been through the fire. God's word is never going anywhere. It's never gonna change. Okay, I'm not talking about interpretations. I'm talking about the truth of God's word. It's never going anywhere, guys. Until the day that we die, the word of God will still remain. It will outlast, it will outlast death. It will outlast eternity. This is the word of God that we should be going to to make sure that the foundation of our life is living and stepping off of this platform. Not about how we feel, not about my experience. You might've had a pretty bad experience. You might've had some things happen to you when you were younger. Maybe, maybe with a, a mom or a dad or an aunt or an uncle, a family member, a friend. You might have had these experiences that have kind of crafted and woven these lies inside of you. You might have had this, but the reality is this, is that God doesn't see you as a victim. He sees you as somebody who is powerful, who is moving forward, and that's what we have to rely on. Not because in here, there's no such thing as a victim, right? In here, in the word of God, there is only power, there is only strength, there is only uh, fortitude, there is only you stepping out as the kingdom conqueror that you are. That's what this word says about you. Yeah, there's all kinds of stories in there that talk about how people lived off their experience. But Jesus quickly, quickly closed that up. I feel, I feel like I should go and kill all the Christians, God, because that's what you're calling me to do. And then all of a sudden, the word of God encountered Saul on the road to Damascus, and then boom, he had an encounter with him, and then everything changed because of God's word. Everything we face, every circumstance, every idea, every thought, everything must stand up and it must measure up to the standard of God's word. Amen. We believe the word of God is undeniable, amen? amen? We believe that it's unfiltered. We believe that it's tested through time. We believe it's the truth and nothing compares to it. And, and, and it is a standard for our lives. Second Timothy chapter three, verse 16 through 17 says this, all scripture, someone say all scripture. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, the man of God, so that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. All scripture, the word, all scripture is breathed by God. You know, it's so funny, I read this the other day. They said, how can you believe in the Bible? Because because, you know, it was written by man. And I go, well, so was your science book, but you still believe everything there. That's what this little, that's what this said. Well, so was the magazine that you read about how God isn't real, right? That same one was written by man too. You see, a, a lot of the times it just, it, our faith has to ignite with the truth of God's word. It has to. You can have all of the, of the things correct. You can have all the things lined up, but evidence, although great and although wonderful, if evidence doesn't ignite your faith, then we miss the mark of why we have evidence. Had a conversation with somebody yesterday who's ministering to one of their family members, and they said, you know, she just, she just says she needs more evidence. She needs more evidence to believe. She needs more evidence to believe. And I go, hey, all the evidence is not gonna get her saved, but an encounter with God will. Amen. Encounter with the word, encounter with the truth of who he is, will. So we must resolve, listen, we must resolve that we will not lower the standard of God's word to the level of our experience. Let's say that together. We will not lower the standard of God's word to our level of experience. We can't afford to, we can't. 
Bottom line is, just leave that up there for a little bit, man. Bottom line is, if it says it, it says it, period. Yeah, but there's no yeah buts when it comes to the truth. Yeah, but you know, this is how I feel. So therefore, how I feel should be considered the truth. No, there's no yeah buts. It is what it is. It says what it says. We need to align ourselves with what it says. Amen? Amen. Our culture and our churches, in some cases, have lost the fear of the Lord. Churches have become half gospel rather than full gospel because we're afraid of what might bring offense to the body. Should I say that again? Churches have become half gospel rather than full gospel because we're afraid of what might offend. I believe that the fear of the Lord is coming back to the house of God. And if our lives are not a reflection of the word of God and our Father in heaven, we're gonna miss out on what God is doing. This is what's gonna cause a separation between the sheep and the goats. It's not how passionate you are about God. A lot of people can be passionate about God but never serve God. It's gonna be, do you fear the Lord? That's gonna be the dividing factor. Listen to me, hear what I'm saying. As the time comes down, as it begins to chip away, I just read an article yesterday, which of course I just talked about reading articles and being truth, I get it, okay? I read an article yesterday that the one world government bank, they're gonna take away what we know now as our currency and begin to dial it all the way back to where we can no longer buy, sell, or trade without believing in the system. I don't know, it sounds kind of biblical to me, don't you think? Guys, look. God's up to something, right? And the determining, in my opinion, the, the, the determining switching factor, that thing is gonna, gonna divide the sheep and the goats. It's not, about, it's not about passionate. It's not about passion. It's about do you fear the Lord? Do you fear God? Do you fear the Lord? See, fear in the Bible is always defined as respect and honor. Do we honor the word that when it says this about us, when it says this about a truth of what's happening in our culture today, do we have the yeah buts or do we go, that's what it says? Because I honor, I fear the word of God. And if it says that, then I will do it. I know it may not feel good. Does it feel good all the time? Okay. But your feelings don't get you to heaven. It wasn't fair, God. He's gonna go, do you know me or do you not know me? Do you fear me or do you not fear me? Salvation through Jesus is the only way to heaven despite what anybody else says. All of your and all of my good works mean nothing to God. Although we should do them, although we should allow that to be the overflow of our hearts, but they do not mean that I have punched my ticket into heaven. No, only Jesus. The eye of the needle is really small, but the other side of the eye of the needle is huge and big. It's called the kingdom of God. The only thing that gets us to that place is salvation through Christ. Don't let the enemy lie to you to say there's multiple ways, because there's not. I don't care what Pastor Oprah says. I don't care what other people might think or might say, because why? Because this word is the standard and it says Jesus only. All right. So let's consider this about truth in our feelings as we get to wrap up. Romans chapter six, verses nine through 11 says this. We know that Christ being raised from the dead will never die again, amen, hallelujah. Death no longer has dominion over him, verse 10. For the death he died, he died to sin, kind of. What's that say? Once for all. He died for it once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God, kind of. No, it doesn't say that. The life he lives, he lives to God. And if you allow me to say once for all. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. See, you have died to sin once and for all at the cross. He became you. 
your fingerprints are on the same cross of Jesus. Death and judgment are not ahead of you, but behind you. Today you stand on the other side of death. You stand in what we call the risen Christ. You are no longer dead in your sins, but you are alive in him. Moses is one of my favorite characters in the Bible. I love Moses. If you watch um, the Ten Commandments again with, what's that guy? Robert Redford? Is that, is that, is that who, who was it? Charles Hesson? Sorry. A little past my time, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I just watched Noah, the bad version. You know, the more modern one yesterday. I don't know. I had to break my Bible out just to make sure I wasn't unclean. But, but. If you, you've watched that movie again, when, the, when, when, the, when Moses comes off the mountain and gives the Ten Commandments, everything's, oh, they're like partying, you know, whatever. If you listen real close, someone, an extra goes, follow Jesus, follow Jesus. <laughs> when I heard that, I was laughing so hard. I don't know why. Anyway, Moses. Sorry, I, I took more enjoyment in that than you did. I know that. Moses is one of my favorite characters. There's a story in the Bible where Moses is rescuing the Israelites from slavery and they came up to the impassable sea called the Red Sea. Could not cross it, could not pass it. And as the story goes, God split the Red Sea for the children of Israel and they walked through it. When Pharaoh and his armies tried to pursue them, they were all drowned in the sea. Everyone tracking with me? And their bodies were washed up on the other side where the children of Israel could see their own eyes, see with their own eyes that God had defeated their enemies for them. In Exodus chapter 14, verse 30, it says this, so the Lord saved Israel that day and out of the hand of the Egyptians and Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore. You know what's cool about that? Is that just as the children of Israel stood on the other side of the Red Sea, saved and rescued from the Egyptians who pursued them, we, you and I, stand on the other side of the cross. Our sins are dead behind us for us to see. Come on. I personally think there's a few reasons why we continue to go back to sin because the Bible says that as a man, as a dog returns to his vomit, so a man returns to his folly, we actually like the way sin tastes. So we go back to that a lot of the times but I also believe that a lot of the times we go back to the sins that maybe sometimes encamp us and, 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 and hold us in prison is because we do not believe that they're actually dead. We don't take on the posture and the position that say, I am dead to my sin and therefore I am alive in Christ. And so we think less of ourselves and we think that the enemy has power over us and keeps imprisoning in us. I want you to know that the devil has zero, zero power over you. Amen. None, zero. The only power he has is the power you give him. That's it. He has nothing over you. Why? Because he's defeated. And if I truly believe what the word of God says, if I truly believe that my sins are dead and therefore I'm alive in him, if I truly believe that, right, I can look back at my sins that are on the seashore of this world and go, that's who I was, but now this is who I am. I am on the other side of the cross. I am living in the resurrected spirit of Christ. That's who you are. So the question is, are you seeing what God is showing you or are you seeing what the devil is trying to project onto you? While your sinful tendencies are still present and they may feel real, they are not the truth. Amen. They are not the truth. Your feelings are not the barometer of truth. Amen. Those sinful things are dead on the other side of the cross. Yeah, you may feel this way. That's not you. If you are in Christ today, that's not who you are. You are not who your past says you are, but you are who God says you are. You can play some music back there for me. Romans chapter 6, verse 11 says this. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Another word for consider and another interpretation says you must reckon. I reckon. <laughs> Every time I read that, I always think of that. I reckon. Right? 
So you also must reckon yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. The word reckon is the Greek word, logizomaya, which I did my best. The biblical definition for the word reckoning and reckon is this, that it's not based on supposition or your feelings, but the word reckon means based on absolute truth. So you must base on absolute truth. Consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. While our feelings and struggles may be real, God's word is the truth and it cannot be shaken. Oh, it'll be tested. It'll try to shake you. Look, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego didn't ask for an escape when they went to the fiery furnace. Daniel didn't pray to get out of the lion's den. So what makes us think that because we're going through something that God doesn't want to strengthen you as you go through it? to show you another side of who he is inside of your life. See, you're no longer the sinful, dead person anymore. You're alive in him. So when you go through the circumstances and those things get tested, because they will, right? You can say, God, here I am in the fiery furnace, believing that you are with me. And before you know it, you will sense a fourth person in the fire because he is with you through thick and thin. He is with you. He would never leave you. He would never forsake you. When you're in the lion's den and it seems like everyone around you wants to devour you at work, in your family, whatever the case is, don't sit there and go, God, rescue me. Although that'd be really great if he did. No, say, God, be with me. Because I know that your rod and your staff, they comfort me as I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I know you're with me. God, help me grow in confidence that you are right in the middle of my trial, right in the middle of the testing, right in the middle of the shaking. You may not come in the form of fire. You may not come in the form of an earthquake, but you will come in the form of a whisper. God, help me to be attentive to your word over me. The truth, the real barometer of my life. So how do you deal with the negative feelings when they do come? Let me encourage you. Just identify them as lies. Well, that sounds pretty easy, Pastor Jake. Yep. Think about the gospel. You know, some people say, if it's too good to be true, then it must not be true. The thing about the gospel is, if it's too good to be true, it is true. <laughs> just identify them as lies. Those negative feelings, they don't make you up. They're not you, right? Yeah, we all go through it. I get it. Maybe even currently right now in your own personal life, you feel like you just can't get off the couch. Maybe right now in your own personal life, you feel like you keep struggling with the same sin. You keep struggling with the same past. Maybe right now that's what's going on. We're gonna go through it. But that's not who you are. We have to go, I recognize the lie that the enemy is trying to tell me. So whether that lie be resentment, depression, lust, pride, jealousy, whatever is your old grave clothes that are trying to attach back to you again, what we need to do is identify them as dead. They are dead because of the cross. If those feelings are contrary to God's word, consider them as lies from the enemy. If they are not what the Father says about you, they are lies. If they are not written in this word about you, they are lies. Always compare your feelings to the truth of God's word and have confidence that his word over you is truth and it is everlasting. Here's the coolest thing about the word of God. Here's the coolest thing about this whole thing. John chapter one, 
verses one through five. This is the cool thing about truth. It says this, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God and all things made through him. All things were made through him and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life and the life was the light of men. The light shines in darkness and the darkness has not and cannot overcome it. You see, not only is the black and white red letters of Jesus the standard, the truth, but the cool thing about the truth and the word of God is that he was made flesh and he lives amongst us. And I hope and I pray that you get this revelation because we can read all day long about what the Bible says about us, which we should. We should ingest this. We should get it inside of our hearts. We should memorize scripture. We should allow this thing to transform us. It needs to be us, not just a part of us. It needs to be us. Do you guys understand that? It needs to be us. Huh. But the cool thing about it is you can have all of this knowledge, but if we miss Jesus, the flesh, the word that is living amongst us, then it will never ignite your faith to continue to live in the victory that he paid for you on the cross. Amen? <laughs> so let me encourage you to love Jesus more than anything that this world has to offer. Point your eyes to him. Direct your heart and your soul to the one who died upon the cross, who rose again on the third day. All of heaven right now is bringing glory to the name of Jesus. And Jesus is saying this to you, because of my glory, now I wanna live with you and show you who you really are in me. That's good. That's a good gospel. That's good news. Why is that so good? Why is it so good? Because he loves you unconditionally. You know what the word can unconditionally means? It means there is nothing you can do to let God, to make God love you any less or any more. He just loves you. And he wants to dwell with you. So every head by and eyes closed, please. As we close today. That's a good word. Anybody here this morning says, I need Jesus? Maybe you've never prayed the prayer before of commitment to, the, to God and you want to today and you know that your life, you've been running away from God. You know, you know. Huh, don't leave today without getting it right, folks. You know that you've been running away from God and now's the time to make it right. If that's you, just raise your hand real quick, put it right back down if that's you. Good, there's one. Anybody else? Says that's me. Good, thank you so much. I see your hands. Anybody else? Says that's me, Pastor. Pray for me, man. Three, thank you so much. I see your hands. Anybody else? I just feel in my heart that there's two more people that need to raise their hand. I don't know who that is. Don't wait. Thank you so much. I see your hand. Right back there, Mario. Right over there, right there. Anybody else? Says that's me, Pastor. Pray for me. Oh, that's good. That's good. Lives are saved today. Lives are good today. Jesus is good. <laughs> He's always good. If you can, if you can just stand with me here this morning as we close. And I'm gonna ask Nicole to come up here in just a moment. Come on up, Nicole. But if you raised your hand this morning, and if you didn't, will you just pray this with me? I'm gonna guide you in a prayer. My prayer is simply a guide. But if you would, please just repeat this after me. And if you raise your hand specifically, will you just with your heart, with faith attached in your heart to what you're about to say, 
Will you pray this with me? Everyone together, say, Jesus, thank you for loving me. Thank you for chasing me. Today, I commit everything that I am to you my whole life. All the goods, all the bads, it all belongs to you. And so today, I will walk with you, I will talk with you, I will begin my relationship with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we just give those people just a hand clap and a round of applause? It's so good. It's so good. One more quick thing before Nicole comes and prays for us. Anybody here this morning, you say, you know what, Pastor? I wanna walk in complete victory in what Jesus Christ paid for me. Come on, if that's you, just raise your hands right now. Come on, if that's you. I just wanna walk in complete victory. I'm not asking you to get saved. I'm not asking you to come to Jesus. I just wanna be confident in knowing who Christ is inside of you. Right now, you see their hands right now in Jesus' name. Lord, and I just release the spirit of confidence, Lord God, over their life and over their heart. God, they will never fail or they will never walk according to their flesh because their flesh is dead. Lord, they will live, Father, in Jesus' name. In, in, in the resurrection spirit, God, they will become alive right now. And I unlock right now, I unlock right now supernaturally this 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 resurrecting spirit that's been just living inside of you right now to burst forward, to burst out right now in Jesus' name. You are alive in him. You are no longer that dead person. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Nicole. Praise the Lord. That was a fantastic message. Praise Jesus. Um, I would like the ministry team to come forward. Um, we would like to pray for you. If you have any, any prayer needs, um, we'd like to invite you to come up to the front to get some prayer. Um, I do want to share a testimony with you. Um, there's a woman in our church, and she's had uh, a couple of pretty bad car accidents. And in the past couple of weeks, the Lord has healed her of... Um, pain that she's had for over 12 years and so I really want to encourage those who maybe you yes praise Jesus amen amen I want to encourage those of you who've been dealing with things for a long period of time uh, specifically um, maybe you think well I've been praying about this for a long time and God hasn't healed me and I want you to know he wants to heal you and this morning we really believe that God wants to give you refreshing in your soul restoring in your souls and in your bodies and in your minds and in your emotions um, and we, we believe that God wants to do that for you today so those, specifically if you need some restoration in your life some refreshing from the Holy Spirit we believe he wants to do that for you this morning so we would like you to come forward and get some prayer uh, we love you and we believe that prayer changes things and we believe God wants us to partner with him in prayer um, and that he's going to perform a miracle today for you. So I just want to ask you to come forward and we just um, thank you so much for coming today. We hope you have a great afternoon.